Hey everyone, I've got a word for you about the fight that is in your life. I've got a word to you today about how God is going to bring you literally into a place that is going to make you laugh. I'm talking, it's going to be so ridiculous that you're just going to have no other option but to laugh. And so I want you to stay on for the duration of this time and we're going to jump right in. I'm actually talking about Genesis chapter 17. I know that people listen from all around the world because I get DMs on Instagram, I get emails, people hit me up through the website and I, I know that you all have different lives and you come from different perspectives, single mothers with kids, fathers who are on their way to a job that they hate dreaming of a future that's going to be very different than the reality that they're living right now. And and I want to make this next 20 minutes something that changes your life forever. And I know the foolishness of words. People all the time are like, how is it that you can listen to one podcast and your life changes forever? But let me just take you back to Genesis. God said, let there be light. And then there was light. It was actually words that created realities. And so I wish that just giving you a big stack of cash would change and, and solve all of your problems. And maybe it might for a little while, but until you learn the power of words to rearrange your reality, to create new realities, that money will be more of a liability than it will be an asset. So now I know I got you hooked. Now I know you're with me, okay? So lock in. Uh, actually, I want to take a step back because it's a very surreal moment. I am recording this in my, I guess it's a sunroom in Queens. I don't even know. Uh, I'm super blessed. We lived in 600 square feet and now we have upgraded to a, a little bit better of a situation, but it's kind of surreal because this podcast started with me recording it in a similar sunroom-ish kind of situation in Chesterton, Indiana. As a matter of fact, there used to be birds chirping and you can go back and listen to those first episodes and it's crazy to see how far God has taken me in such a short period of time. I was looking just minutes ago to see if there were any birds, if I, if I wanted to open the winter, uh, the, this window here in this winter, and uh, there are officially no birds right now <laughs> in Queens. I don't know if that's a New York City thing or what, um, but I just want to share with you on something that is near and dear to my heart. Genesis chapter 17 is this 13-year break that God had taken from speaking to Abraham. You know, sometimes what God has saying is saying in your life has more importance because what preceded what he's saying is a season of silence. There are times in your life where you simply will not hear from God. And so what makes what he's saying in your life so profound is the silence that precedes it. Genesis chapter 17 is a 13-year silence, and God all of a sudden divinely disrupts Abraham's life to say, I am going to tell you now who you really are. I can imagine that Abraham would have been saying, well, God, why didn't you tell me this before? I mean, like, why didn't you tell me this before I got married? Why didn't you tell me this before I stepped into this job that I don't like? Why didn't you tell me? It's been 13 years, God. Why are you now disrupting my life to tell me I've already tried to birth Ishmael? I've already tried to go about the promise every other way than the supernatural. I even tried to adopt Eleazar. I've tried to, Abraham, I can imagine, was like 13 years, God, of your silence and me trying to figure it out 
on my own. There's been failure after failure of attempting to make the promise come to pass. There, there is now the Lord speaking, and then there's this silence that preceded it. And he says, I am the Lord thy God, El Shaddai Elohim. I mean, he's, he's stepping in to say, I am God. And Abraham falls on his faith, face, and God begins to speak like only God can. Your name will no longer be, he starts with that, I showed up to show you who you really are. Maybe you are listening to this in a season of silence. I believe that God is stepping now in to say, El Shaddai, Elohim, I am the Lord thy God. I am going to reveal who you really are. And it's 13 years, 13 years that seem like wasted effort, 13 years in a marriage that doesn't seem like it was everything that you thought it was going to be, 13 years in ministry, and it seems as if it's wasted effort. And then right at that point, God will show up and say, I'm going to tell you who you really are. There are things that God wants to reveal to us, but listen, Sometimes we aren't even in a place where we can receive it. You know, let me let me put it like this. Abraham probably in his heart was saying, God, why did you not come to me in the last 13 years? And I believe God was saying, I had to get you into a place where your opinion has come to an end. When the hype that you believed about yourself begins to end. Because y'all know we've got a hype that we believe about ourselves. You know, if you were a child of the 80s and the 90s, you the self-esteem movement may have taught you that there is a hype that you can believe about yourself and God will get you to this place where you'll say, I don't know if I even believe the hype. Oh yeah, my mom thinks I'm a legend. (laughs) My best friend thinks that I'm a legend, but I don't even believe the hype about myself. And then God in those moments begins to enter the room. So you think you're tough, do you? You think you're stubborn, do you? Well, I've got more time. The God of the universe will step back and say, go ahead, have your way, do it your way. I've got time. And 13 years later, he shows up. Now I'm going to show you who you really are. Why now? Why didn't you do it when I was younger, before I was married, before I was in ministry, God? Why? Because now you're ready. You weren't ready then, but now you're ready. There's something about you listening to this message right now, this podcast, this sermon, this little thing I'm trying to teach you now. Abraham says, but I'm 99 years old. He cries, why why didn't you say it when I was 20, when I was 36, when I was 47? I'm 99. After you run out of ideas, after you run out of money, after you run out of options, after your family fails you, your friends fail you, just when you've given given up. Now I'm going to bless you. Now I'm going to reveal who you are. I wonder if anyone listening right now to this podcast has a right now kind of faith that's stirred up inside of them. 
God shows up and says, now I'm going to bless you, Abraham. Circumstances can't stop my word. I'm going to show you who you are, where you are, and why you had to go through it for the last 13 years. And I swear I'm going to bless you. Is there anyone listening right now that has a right now kind of faith? And when I do bless you, it's going to make up for all the foolish things that you did along the way. When God speaks, there's going to be a major shift. Your latter day will be greater than your former. The good old days of your life, they haven't even happened yet. Let me just explain something to you. The blessing of God, because in Genesis chapter 17, he's saying, I'm getting ready to bless you and make you a father of many nations. See, the blessing is when God takes out everything that shouldn't be there. Oh, come on. You don't hear me. We define blessings as an accumulation. Oh, God, you're going to load me up with a whole bunch of stuff. But see, in order to make room for the right stuff, y'all aren't hearing me. There's got to be an extraction of the wrong things. And so blessing happens when Sarah's body is all shriveled up. And, 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 and when Abraham knows, I don't have a seed in me, if you know what I'm talking about. But God says, I will give you a seed. And Sarah's womb will recognize that there's something new that hit her womb and brought it back to life. You know, see, God has a way of call, calling an old, impotent man the father of many nations. When God talks to you about the real you, it's going to sound crazy. When God called me to preach at 15 years old, it sounded crazy. When he called me to New York City to launch a church, it sounded crazy. When he asked you to do something, it's your body, but it's his seed. It's your mouth, but it's actually his words. It's your bank account, but it's his provision. It's your hand, but it's his strategy. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. When you hear the phrase, I declare war in your life, we get all inspired. You know, somebody says that phrase, I declare war, man, you're, because see, there's a little bit of hype left in you about you. And that phrase empowers that little bit of hype. I declare war. And you say, okay, I'm ready to fire up again. I'm going to lose that weight. I'm taking my wife on a date. I'm going to be single and satisfied if I'm in that season. Whatever it is, you believe that little bit of hype about how you and your own power can get to this destination, that you can get to this level. And so when someone says, I declare war, you say, oh, come on now, I'm ready. But see what God will do is give you 13 years of silence. 13 years of silence when, when you say, well, God, didn't you, why didn't you come to talk to me? And why didn't you tell me about me? Because when he breaks that 13 years of silence, you know what he'll do? He'll actually come to you and he won't even talk about you. And, you, and you're so empowered by this phrase, I declare war, thinking that you are the one saying that phrase. And yet God will break a season of silence by actually talking to you about something inside of you. 
He said, Abraham, there's a nation inside of you. I come to talk to you, but I'm actually talking about what's in you. Because see, the fight is always over what's in you. The enemy is not fighting over you, uh, for you. He's fighting you over what's next, what's coming out of you. It's unborn potential. That's what hasn't been realized yet. It's what hasn't happened yet that's being attacked. And and it's, it's Abraham, you're talking to me about one child, but I'm talking to you about nations. You're talking to me about next week's paycheck, but I'm talking to you about 50 years down the line. There are generations and nations that are going to come out of your body. I intended you for you to have a struggle to pray your way out. I needed you to have a certain level of fervency because sometimes we'll look at the, the seasons of silence. We'll look at the seasons of uncertainty and be like, God, why didn't you say this back then? But God said, I intended you to struggle, to pray your way out. I needed you to have a level of fervency about you because what I'm working on is what's coming next. God says, I'm going to make you, Abraham, a father at a time when you don't even feel like a man because there's nations inside of you. Many, many years ago, actually, my uh, there was this woman, her name was Dorma. And Dorma was actually a child. She was living in a holler. And if you don't know what a holler is, I got to school some of you non-hillbillies listening. A holler is the space between two mountains. And she was in West Virginia in a holler. And Dorma was just living in just a small house. It was just propped up by a couple of walls and a roof. And she started to have this experience where she would go to bed at night And she started to have this vision of this man who was standing outside of her house, calling her to come outside of her house, come outside of her house, come outside of her house. And and she would wake up and she was sort of bothered by this dream because it seemed so real to her. And night after night, she began to have this dream. Well, finally, one night she woke in the middle of the night after having that dream and said, I'm going to take a risk on this dream and I'm going to walk out of the house. I'm going to look. And as a child, she actually went to the front door of this small house in a holler in West Virginia. And all of a sudden she walked outside in the middle of the night as she walked out. All of a sudden, to her astonishment, the whole house just collapsed. The roof of the house collapsed. See, what had happened was God had divinely given her this dream to save her life. That woman, Dorma, that was my grandmother. And see, the thing that she was being saved from was was not just her death, but there was nations inside of Dorma. You see, on the other side, she didn't know that there were preachers and prophets inside of her, that there were churches for New York City inside of her. It wasn't just about her. It was about who was coming next. And, And sometimes God will say to you, Dorma, I kept you alive so that they would live. Somebody listening needs to know that you're significant. He actually, see, God supernaturally and divinely saved my grandmother because there were prophets and preachers inside of her. And it wasn't just about her. It was about what was inside of her. She was significant. She had a role that no one else could play. And so she may have never preached. She may never have prophesied. She may never have launched a business. She may never have done those things. But those 
those things were inside of her. You survived because you were significant even if you don't do the thing, not because you were strong, but because God says, I declare war. God tells Abraham, I'm going to finish raising you. I'm going to put things in your life that no man can put in your life. He says, there's something inside of you that I am actually going to use. I didn't come to talk to you about sheep and about tents and about bread. I came to talk to you about generations. And I didn't come here on this podcast to talk to you about the highways that you're driving and the frivolous jobs that you're working and the things that frustrate you in your life. I'm trying to give you an aerial perspective so that you can actually see that there is something bigger at play. I will make you a father of many nations is what God said to Abraham. Your factory is shut down, but I'm going I'm to give you a seed. That's how you're going to know that it's me. 42 generations after Abraham's seed hit Sarah's womb, God wrapped himself in flesh and a virgin named Mary. And then Jesus was born and he grows up and declares, I am the seed of Abraham. I was what hit Sarah's womb. I'm what quickened it and brought it back to life. I'm the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, he shall live. There's a resurrection. I believe somebody listening right now is getting a revelation of that resurrection power. When Sarah brought that baby back to Abraham, now listen, this is how I'm going to close this episode down. She said, I've named this baby Isaac, which means, watch this, the Lord has made me laugh. There is something about what God is getting ready to do in this next season of your life that is simply going to make you laugh. I'm not talking about a blessing that you saw coming. I'm not talking about something that you can do from your own strategy and insight and wisdom. I'm talking about something that is going to make you laugh. Because see, when God says, I declare war, and this is how we fight our battles. I'm talking to somebody. He prepared a table before my enemies. Listen, more than a conqueror means laughing while God is doing the fighting on our behalf. More than a conqueror means laughing while God is rearranging the pieces. When God says, I declare war, your weapon is your yes. Your weapon is your worship. Your weapon is your dance. Your weapon is your laughter because the outcome is you win because he is fighting the battles on your behalf. And I know that I've got an Abraham and I've got a Sarah who's listening to this now. And I just had to straight up scream preach on this Mike Signorelli podcast because listen, many of you are are tuning in every single week because you want another entrepreneurial lesson. You want 10 steps towards success. But I'm going to give you the secret today to what you've seen in my life. Yes, I've had to learn how to steward it, administrate it. I've had to get my stuff in order. I've had to become more diligent. But the secret to my success is absolutely no secret at all. I have had those moments where God has stepped into my life and he has said, Mike, 
Mike Signorelli, you are at your wit's end. Did you stop believing the hype about yourself? Did you stop believing? Did it get impossible enough to to know that this thing, if it's going to be what I showed you it was going to be, it's going to have to be me declaring war and not you? Because let me just tell you the secret. David didn't kill the Goliath, the giant, with just a, a sling and a stone. It was the anointing of God that sunk that stone into the head of that giant. You know, Moses didn't part the Red Sea with a staff. You know this. That thing was a stick. It didn't become a, the stick didn't turn into a miracle until God's anointing power, that resurrection power hit it. And then the waves had to obey. And sometimes in life, we make the fatal mistake of giving ourselves too much credit. And God will allow you to get to the end of yourself where you don't know what to do, how to do it, how to think about it, how to approach it, how to finance it. And then he will say, I declare war on your behalf. I will cause you to do the impossible with your life. I hope this blessed you. I just had to get this out. I just had to record this real quick because I felt like somebody needed the reminder today. Listen, the most important thing you can do right now is share this with somebody. Get this message moving. Tell somebody it blessed you. Tell somebody it helped you. I want you to share it on your social media platforms and tag me, Mike Signorelli underscore on Instagram. Uh, I, I want you to let people know that God is moving. I want you to say, I declare war, but it's not you saying it. It is God declaring it on your behalf. Well, listen, I'm out until the next message, next episode. Uh, go ahead and binge and listen to the rest of them. Give me five stars. Uh, leave a comment or a review. Listen, I believe that God wants to open up every airway, every Wi-Fi signal with the, with a life-saving message of Jesus Christ. And you all help me do that every single time you share, every single time you DM, text it, email or whatever you got to do. So I love you guys and I will see you next week.